Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you. Uh, this is God Talk, and uh, we haven't been uh, active for a while after doing about a hundred of them, and uh, so let's uh, let's put some new ones down. So here's a sermon that I. Uh, I care a lot about, and I'm trying to preach around this subject for a while, partly because I preach overseas for evangelism, and I want to talk more about stewardship and discipleship. What does it mean to give your life to Jesus, and you become a follower of Jesus? That's what I am. That's what I want to be. I am a follower of Jesus. So uh, this one starts off with this uh, story I've told a lot of times. Uh, I've been married a year, moved to Chicago in about August, and in December, the uh, friend of mine, a doctor there, we were both sort of from Portland, Oregon at the time, he said, Pastor Dan, I've got tickets for Chicago Bulls, Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> you can't get tickets like this, you know. I mean, that was that was just uh, ice cream. And so uh, this is Michael Jordan, Clyde Drexler, two best teams. It, it, it's just great. Saturday night, December 8, Christmas. So I go back to Hilda, and I said, uh, it's okay if I go to the basketball game with this guy? And she says, Dan, you promised me we would make fudge for Christmas gifts that night. And I said, I can't really move the game. Can, can we move the fudge making till Sunday? She says, no, I can't. Sorry. So I had to decide, you know, what was number one in my life. I, I stayed home. <laughs> She's more important than basketball or that friend. And so we have to ask, you know, what is most important? Uh, God says, no other gods before me. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. So you and I were Christians. We accepted Jesus. Our sins are gone. Our name is now in the Lamb's book of life. We have a mansion in heaven. We're going. First John 5.13, that you may know that you have eternal life by believing in Jesus. That's where it all starts. That moment of stepping over the line and giving your life to Jesus is huge. But the next day, Matthew 4.18 and 19, Jesus says, come, follow me. We're followers of Jesus. That's what I am. I choose Jesus. He's the most important one in my life. Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I am a follower of Jesus. I want the world to know I'm a disciple. I, I think Jesus is the best picture of God. So what difference does that make? For some people, it doesn't seem to make a lot of difference, you know. From the time uh, before they accepted Christ to who they are after accepted Christ, it's about the same. And there are statistics that show that across the board, on some certain issues, there isn't a lot of difference. So what does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? has to make a difference. Revelation 14.4, we follow the Lamb wherever He goes. John 12.25, everyone who wants to be my disciple must follow me because my servants must be where I am. So disciples are followers of Jesus. That has to guide everything we do. I had a lady come up to me uh, when I had been to La Sierra University Church for maybe a week. And uh, an older lady, she passed away now, she came up to me and said, Pastor Dan, what do you believe about perfection? And somehow I got the sense that I was being checked out. You know, I had already moved across the country to maybe, if I didn't answer this right, I would be shipped back to Chicago. But I said to her, I said, I used to really um, debate that a lot. I'm an expert on perfection. I have studied that. I've got a two-inch file at home on perfection. I had, a, I had a whole night I sponsored in seminary on perfection with the panel. Everyone was there. But I said, I've quit debating about that now. I'm a follower of Jesus. And I think if I just keep following Jesus, he'll take me wherever I need to go. She accepted that. The illustration I've used for that, I went back to Thailand after 25 years of not being there. 
And even though I could still speak some Thai, I, I really was sort of lost. I had 10 million people. I'm staying with the principal of the school where I'm speaking. I don't know his address. I don't know where he is. And uh, he took me one afternoon down to go on the, uh, what they call the river taxis, which I had never been on. Like a hundred people would be on these boats, on these brown, muddy canals. So we're the transfer boats. We're on a dock, five o'clock. The whole dock is just filled with people. And the boat comes up, and they're just there for a few seconds. And my friend got on the boat. But before I could follow him, a lady with a very tight skirt kind of tiptoed daintily onto the boat. So by the time I could get up to there after her, the boat had begun to move away. And it was four or five feet away. Brown, muddy river between me and that boat. But quick as a wink, I thought through, uh, I don't know where he lives. I don't know his address. I don't know what part of town he's in. I would be lost in 10 million people with no idea where to go. I said, I got to be on that boat. <laughs> I jumped. And I got one toe on the boat and one hand on the curtain on top. And I pulled myself in basically on top of that lady. But I was on that boat. And I figured as long as I was with him, he would take me home. Because I'll follow him. If we follow Jesus, he'll take us home. The great story that uh, Randy Roberts tells of the Loma Linda, I heard him tell it in person just to me many years ago. The San Antonio Spurs were playing the Los Angeles Lakers uh, in the playoffs. And uh, so San Antonio was in town, and there was a huge Christmas, Christian music concert at the, what is now the Honda Center, it's probably the Arrowhead Pond back then, and uh, Randy was there. 20,000 Christians are rocking and rolling with Christian contemporary music. When all when uh, Max Lucado was the pastor in San Antonio, he was speaking in between the songs. So he got the idea, I'll bring David Robinson out. He had a night they weren't playing, he's a Christian, he goes to Lucado's church. So he said, I've got a special guest for you, and brings out David Robinson. And 20,000 Christians booed. And Max Lucado says, no, 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 no. He's a brother. He's a brother in Christ. You can't boo him. But their basketball loyalty was stronger than their Christian loyalty. And they saw him as the enemy rather than as a brother in Christ. No. When you're a follower of Jesus, that becomes the new dominating worldview. That's where our center. That's who we are. A friend of mine is a church leader in the Philippines. He told me when he was younger, he baptized what they call one of the rebels. There are certain pockets where there are rebels in the Philippines. Little gangs, and they do kidnappings, and you know they can, they can, they can make a mess. So this guy wanted to leave all that and become a follower of Jesus and join our church. So uh, the rumor was out that his former gang really wasn't happy that he would be baptized and leaving them. So they were afraid that he there would be a mess at the baptism, but he wanted to go through with it. So the pastor got in the water, baptized him, and when they baptized him, <laughs> found out he was still carrying the gun under his baptismal robe. So uh, he might be baptized into Jesus, but he was going to come up gun blazing if they began to shoot at him. Uh, and they tried to explain, no, you're different now. We're disciples of Jesus. So Romans 12, 1, it says, because of all he has done for you, offer yourselves as living sacrifices to God. Because Jesus has done everything for us, I, I give him my life. I'm going to be different now because of Jesus. Anyway, that's enough for, for this session. Uh, come back tomorrow, we'll, we'll go further on uh, this message. I call it a message, do whatever he says to do. So we'll get to that uh, tomorrow. Anyway, this is God Talk. Thank you for being with us. And uh, we're talking about these types of different things. God bless.